But know this, Jesus says, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Taken by itself, that verse is cause for alarm. Makes me a little bit anxious. How about you? What if we're not alert? Sometimes we're sleeping. Sometimes we need a break. We need a rest. But if you take today's gospel reading as a whole, never forget that Jesus begins this passage by saying, do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. How do we reconcile these two seeming opposites in such a short space of the Gospels? I had lunch this week with an old friend, one whom I had not seen in at least a year. He and his wife used to come and pray with me once a week when I was serving a congregation in San Francisco. We would not only crack open the books of scripture for discussion, but open the books of our lives and reflect on where God was moving, where God was at work in the midst of our busy days. What struck me was the way my friend stopped at one point in our conversation this past week and burst into a great smile. Now in his late 60s or early 70s, I can't be sure. He's one of those timeless people who never seem to change. He reflected on his long devotion to being at prayer with God's people and how it has remade him over time. So familiar he is now with the Psalms he has prayed all these years. He quoted to me with ease one beautiful passage from Psalm 122. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He volunteered this verse with such indescribable joy, a joy that captures in some incredible way the feeling Abram must have experienced when God took him outside the tent, showed him the sky, and made him the greatest promise an ancient Bedouin could imagine, an inheritance, heirs as numerous as the stars, the beginning of a new kingdom. It is that same joy that Jesus reflects to us in today's gospel when he promises a people weary with the corruption of both religious and imperial authorities and their short, mean lives, that theirs is an inheritance, a kingdom, given to them by their loving God, a kingdom that will outlast all corruption and abuses. Being alert, as Jesus calls us today, is not about being worried about what happens next, but being prayerful, as my friend is being in touch with the day-to-day -day realities of life and God's movement in our midst. Being alert is also about being joyous for the promises that we have received. 
It is a joy that is captured in our psalm this day. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and shield. Our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. William and Shelby's parents and families are about to offer their children up today in the most ancient of Christian traditions. Baptism is not simply engaging in a ritual, nor is it merely stepping through the motions of a carefully crafted series of words and actions made to be beautiful. Baptism is about offering, sacrifice, actually. Jesus commends us in today's gospel to sell our possessions and give alms. It is one thing to think about that in financial terms, as many of us do, but it is quite another to relinquish control and a sense of ownership over our children, to offer even then to our God. The language of baptism is about death and resurrection, the central action of our life of faith in Christ Jesus, the central action by our Savior who offered anything and everything up on the cross. If adults are being baptized, they engage in a similar self-offering. With infants, they are offered up by their families and parents. And if this thought makes you at all uncomfortable, it's because it should. Sacrifice of children to the gods is a terrifying piece of human history and even prehistory. Among the more famous passages of Genesis involves Abraham, later than today's story, offering up his only son, Isaac. Isaac, who embodied God's promise to him, offering him up on an altar. The key difference is that ours is not a God who desires blood sacrifice, but rather a living offering. And if you think about that for very long, I think you will find this kind of offering is far more profound than the blood libations of old. A living sacrifice is dynamic and powerful. Self-offering is about giving over every breath, every action, even every thought and feeling to our God for our remaking. So I am fond of reminding parents, as I reminded Shelby's and Williams, that the child they get back after baptism is not the child they brought to church this morning. They get back a Christian, a child who is marked as Christ's own forever. Legally, perhaps they remain their son and daughter, but spiritually and eternally, they will be a daughter and son of God. Parents are no longer owners. They are only stewards and temporary caretakers of this new life in Christ. Something that is both a bit unnerving and also surprisingly liberating. Shelby and William are about to be taking their first footsteps, or perhaps baby steps, into the great kingdom that we are all living into. Into the kingdom we are called to be alert and aware, prayerful, joyous even.
for it is one that binds us together as a people, a new kingdom that we may grow towards our loving, everlasting God together. Their inheritance, too, is promised to be as abundant as the stars in the sky. Their discipleship is promised over time to lead them towards greater life so that perhaps they one day too will joyously quote psalms as they reflect on the abundant life they have received. This is what a living sacrifice means as God writes the word upon our very hearts and weaves them to the very fabric of our lives. Jesus says, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Shelby and William and we are blessed by a God who loves us better than we love him. And this is good news for us, for a world desperately in need of that kind of love that takes us and remakes us for greater life. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at oursaviourmv.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.